Welcome back. Bob Black here. Sean Robertson from CBS 6 right over there in our ESPN Richmond studios on a Thursday afternoon. A feel-good Thursday sports huddle. 1061 ESPN. And we got NFL football tonight. And we got it with the Washington Commanders as they host the Chicago Bears tonight up at FedEx, which is where we go to get a game preview just a few hours before kickoff. Our good friend John Kime from ESPN, ESPN.com. The John Kime Report here on 1061 ESPN joins us. I know John from FedEx Field as we speak. Where exactly are you at FedEx Field as you come to us live this afternoon? Oh, in the in, in the press box. Oh. In the you press box. I have to get here early for these night games, real early. So I've been here for a little bit. Awesome. Great. We thought you would be on the field right about now. No, no. We can't go down in the field. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm in the press box. So All right. Very good. good. All right, no, that that's great. Uh, how much of tonight is about the commander's defense, John? I think a lot of us feel really good about what we saw offensively Sunday from Sam Howell and the offense, but how much of tonight is about let's figure out what's going on with the D? Well, certainly a decent amount because they have to – to me, it's like even going into the Philly game, for example, my thing for them is whether you win or lose, you have to play well. And certainly offensively they did. Now, to me, offensively, you have to build on that because if you go, you know, 30, 31 points and you get 14, well, it's like, okay, they're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they're there because it takes time. However, I think the opportunity is there for another good offensive game. So defensively, they have to – I mean, they have not played their best the last couple of games. And you can look at, like, big explosive plays is a big reason. And last week, Emmanuel Forbes was a big – reason why they allowed so many big plays but you have to they have to shut them down um this is an offense that they do have like justin fields can hurt you with his legs right and and at times with his arm and you do have two good receivers dj moore mooney you have a uh, tight end and cole Komet who's who can hurt you you know so there are it's not like they're devoid of talent but they need to play well. Like, the defense has to play a consistent game. The defensive line has to lead this. And that, you know, with it's rushing with discipline, containing fields in the pocket, um, and, and not letting them hurt you with his legs. John, up there in the D.C. area, what has been the feedback and the mood on Rivera's decision to go for the tie Sunday and his explanation as to why they, he decided to go for the tie as opposed to going for two in the win. Well, I mean, they still could have won in overtime, so it's not like it was tie or nothing. Right. And so, you know, um, I'd say it's probably split. Um, a lot of people certainly seem to want him to go for it. Um, I didn't have a big problem with it because you still had overtime, and in the new overtime rules, both teams get the ball. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure you're going to get the ball, let's say, for example – if in the past it was always if you're on the road you go for two, well if you go if it goes overtime in the past you may not get the ball again. Mm-hmm. So this might be your last shot. Well, unless of course you give up a touchdown. Um, now, right? So you have that. And then I was even talking to one player who was like, you know, they, even the players were kind of like they're like, yeah, of course you would want to go for it, but they didn't feel like I don't think they felt that strongly about it either. So, but the point one player made was like, you know. If you, if you get to overtime and you tie, it's, it doesn't hurt you necessarily, mm-hmm. and it can help you. And so for the tiebreakers on the road, because it would have helped them last year had they beaten the Giants one of those two times during right. the playoffs because they, there are some other teams that would have had the same amount of wins. 
they would have had the better winning percentage because of the tie. So I don't have this huge, huge problem with it at all. If they had gone for it, I said, okay, you're going for it. But I do think because of um, the the overtime rules now, but to your original point, what I would say it was definitely split. I mean, it was definitely split from fans that I would hear from that, about whether or not he should have gone for it. Can I ask this for you? How refreshing is it to cover this team and really just focus about what they're doing in between the lines as opposed to all of the, the, the noise that had been surrounding this team away from the field for so long? There was noise around this team for a couple of days. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, there we go. Joking about it. I love it. Yeah. Listen, like, if so, for example, now the Bears are here tonight, right? Yes. And they have their own stuff going on. Well, when this was going on two weeks ago with the Bears and their defensive coordinator resigned, yep. and there's all sorts of crazy stories coming out of there, and we just kind of looked at each other in the media room. It's like, can you believe we're not the ones writing about this? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just, so, like, the biggest, the biggest topic has been, why not go for two? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about the long snapper? I mean, football, questions. Yep. And that is really refreshing. I mean, I've, I've waited a long time for that now. You still you got to win, but like mm-hmm. you're not getting the crazy stuff. Like, hey, what do you think about what the owner said about your owner? You know, things like that, and um, you get fans that are embracing them again. So it's just it's been it's there's definitely been a breath of fresh air, even from a media standpoint, mm-hmm. where you can focus more on football finally, and you know, for a change, football related stories. Mm-hmm. So why was Sam Howe so much better than he was a week prior, John? So a couple of reasons. One, first of all, the Eagles' pass defense isn't very good, and I'm not. That's not to take anything away from what Howell's done, but I think you know that's. I think they took advantage of what the Eagles' secondary doesn't do well right now, and so for. So there are a couple times where in their zone, I think they get mixed up a little bit in their zone, um, and I also think playing uh, for, like a couple of times, for example, they they motion to a stack or to a bunch, and that would confuse some of their defensive backs, Darius Slay in particular. And they took advantage of that. Those are a few plays. But I also think that playing that zone, that they were, they felt like they could get to their spots in rhythm. And then Howell was getting through his reads in rhythm. And I think maybe playing against the zone right now, maybe it seemed to define it a little sharper for him because he could tell, like, just based on the look, all right, that's not going to be there, get to number two or number three. And they were creating yards after the catch because of it. So, you know, I, I but I credit Howell a ton for that because – you know, even though, like, again, the whole thing is him progressing a little bit quicker, which takes time, but he did it. And and, and I think, you know, he made some very smart decisions with the ball. Um, so that definitely that definitely helped. But, yeah, I think it starts with that, you know, the Eagles' zone D in, in coverage was not very good. And then I think the Washington had a big part in that, but they took advantage of it too. Hey, John, let's talk about this offensive line. They played a little bit better. Sunday against the Eagles than they did against Buffalo. The sacks went went down by four. But what do they have to do collectively to keep Sam as clean as possible? Not taking so many hits for a guy in his in his you know his first year starter for this team. Well, it, it, this a lot of this starts with Hall because yeah. you go back and look at those sacks against um, Buffalo, and most of those were would have been classified as on the quarterback mm-hmm. um, just like from from reading it or from taking a little bit longer with his reads again young quarterback that's what happens now where I have fault with and this is with the organization where you didn't build a better line for a first year starting quarterback that's where I have a problem with it so 
you know, um, for you know, like if, if that group had been with Josh Allen, they're not. Nobody's talking about how how bad they look because you have a veteran quarterback going through everything pretty at a good pace, and you're getting the ball out. You're not getting hit. But when you have a rookie quarterback, you know it's going to take them a minute to, to progress with that, and then you have a line that can't give them that extra half second. So that's where they have to improve, and I don't know that they will. So because like your the tackles are they're veteran guys. This is who they are. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to they're going to have to you know a lot of it is going to rely lie on how maturing at that position and becoming more consistent with all that. And I think you can get there, but you know I think it's hard though because he is taking a lot of hits and. Um, there are definitely times where it's on the line. Can't, it will not say otherwise, and the tackles have to be better. Um, the interior hasn't been bad at all. Um, they've had some moments where it hasn't been great, but overall I think they've been more consistent. Um, but So, yeah, I think you know, a lot of it will just, I think, cause it, and I go back to Howell because he's the one who can improve. Right. Tackles are not going to improve. This is, they're veterans. This is who they are. They need to upgrade at that at those spots in the off season, but you can't do it now. Right. So even if you put Cornelius Lucas in, he's not like we're not go, we're not talking going from Wiley to a Pro Bowl. That we're talking about going from Wiley to a guy who's been a career backup. Right. So there's no great solution. That's why so much of that's why the focus would be on Sam because the more he matures there, the more he can then reduce the burden on them to be better. Because I just don't know that they can. And you can do things like chip, and you can do things. You know, there's some, some play-action stuff you can do. Maybe move the pocket a little bit more. Maybe run the ball a little bit more. Like tonight, I think that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. But there are things they can do to lessen it from a scheme, schematic standpoint um, that will help as well. John, what will be the impact tonight of a commander win, getting back over 500, you got a mini-buy coming on the other side of it, and you got a couple of games coming up that are certainly more – than, than winnable games. It's almost like a demarcation spot in the schedule after tonight. Sure. Well, the, the impact for me is I can have an old-fashioned cigar and maybe do something on the smoker. There you That's go. That's what I'm looking forward All to. All weekend so long. The impact on them, I'm not worried about. No. Um, but what, what it is, it can generate momentum. And so, mm-hmm. if you, like, you know, we there, the talk last week was, well, was that a moral victory or not? Well, fortunately for fans, like, this team does not consider it any sort of a moral victory, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they understand, like, they had a chance to win and they didn't. Um, but they went toe-to-toe. Yep. So if you feel like you're that kind of a team and you come out tonight and handle your business, so let's see what kind is it a 12-7 win like last year in Chicago where it's like, uh, you know, that was kind of, you know, um, deflating maybe or just, like, not impressive. Um, so if it's that, then I don't know what the, if they come out and they're like, they just take care of it and they're like, clearly look good then I think you can say, okay, now you have Atlanta and the Giants coming up mm-hmm. in the next two weeks. You can build some real momentum if you keep taking care of business. So I think it just depends what kind of a win are we talking about. And, you know, if Howell looks good for a second week in a row, I think people will start to get pretty excited about what he can do. But I think it goes back to your first question about the defense. They've got to show up big time. And I think Emmanuel Forbes has to show up and just, Howell had a bad week last week, responded. Forbes had a bad week against Philly, see how he responds. If he does that, then you can say, okay, maybe the, now the defense is writing itself too. You took my question, John, but I'm gonna ask it anyway about about Forbes. Uh, what yeah. what has been his mood this week? It seems like he he's taking accountability. He's taking ownership yeah. for the things that didn't go his way, but he did make some plays against the Eagles. And what has Del Rio said about what Forbes <clears throat> needs to improve on for tonight against Chicago? 
Well, we didn't talk to Del, Del Rio this week because okay. it was a short week. We don't, we don't get the coordinators, but I can tell you, that first, it starts with his eyes. And it was clear when you go back and watch mm-hmm. the film that his eyes sometimes are in the wrong spot. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like, for example, um, God, there was one play where I don't know what Jalen Hurts, why he didn't throw the ball. It was ridiculous. Devontae Smith blows past Ford because he looked in the backfield. It was kind of a muddy, muddy picture. You know, some fakes and some you know guys running around, but you know just some crossing routes. It just got it looked like he got confused about where's the ball. Well, Devontae Smith runs past him, and Jalen Hurts holds it for four seconds, doesn't throw. He's open by ten yards. It was one of the worst. If the Eagles had lost, that's the play where you look at and say, "What the heck were you thinking?" Mm-hmm. So, it's, but this, so it's, there's the eyes, right? And then I think it's like understanding, you know, um, the double move, for example. Now that turned out to be yep. okay because he got the ball back, but. You know, when you do a little pitter-patter of your feet on one of the double moves, there's a little pitter-patter. That's not, they're not going to do anything off that. So understand that, right, and get your eyes in the right spot. And, I, and, that's, and then, then, you know, sometimes with the, you know, your, your feet get off when your eyes are off. So it's all that, but it starts with the eyes. And the one thing I'll say, you know, the one thing what I always look for is, like, how, again, how does a kid respond? How do they handle a week like that? Mm-hmm. So after the tough game, he sat at his locker and answered all the questions. Then again on Tuesday, he's at his locker answering a bunch of questions. And I even went up to him and just kind of said, you know, hey, I appreciate you talking because sometimes guys will hide. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, their, part of their job is to talk to us. That's definitely part of the job. And, you know, but he was very matter-of-fact. Like, yeah, hey, you know, he, he, he was like, he didn't look rattled, in other words. He didn't look like a scared kid. I think he understands, like, this is the life of a corner, <laughs> as, as as they said in the Godfather, this is the life they chose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, like, that's, you have to understand that. And, like, I think what also helps is guys like Kendall Fuller, who are veterans and so damn smart. And, like, they can go up to them and say, listen, this is the, I had this game last year, and it was bad, and this is how I responded. So all those guys have those kind of tales. Now, when you're on an island, and when you're Forbes, and you're covering A.J. Brown, it could get ugly, and it did. And so, you know, but I think... I think he's a guy that will learn from it, um, but he's got to get better. Even before that game, they were talking about him needing to be more consistent with his eyes, with his technique, and it showed up a lot in that game. So he's got to really work on it. Sometimes, like, I'm going to guess that some of the coaches are like, this is what we've been telling you, dude. You've got to clean this up, otherwise it's going to happen again. If it happens, if it keeps happening, then you're going to end up losing the job. So, you know, that, so he's, let's see how he does with that. Some of the best corners have had bad days against mm-hmm. AJ. All no, of them have. Absolutely. Listen, I would see, I would see Champ Bailey give up touchdown. Like, there was one year where they're playing the Giants, and Armani Toomer used to have good games mm-hmm. against them. Yep. With direct games at yep. time. So he had one game where he covered him like 13 times. And there were a number of times where Eli Manning would look off him and just, or whoever the quarterback was, would look off him and, cause champs all over him. And then he gives up one touchdown catch late in the game and it costs him the game. Mm-hmm. And he had this great game, but what do people remember? The last touchdown play. Catch. Yep. yep. And yep. so you know, it's, it's just, it's just the life. And you have to, if you play that position scared, you are done. Yep. No and I don't think he will. And so like, there's, there's that honing his aggressiveness sometimes too, cause he is, He's intent on he plays a little bit tighter in certain coverages. Um, he's intent on on getting um, getting you know some interceptions, but like even little things like, for example, in a cover two, he gave it a big play in a cover two because he doesn't jam the guy. You need to disrupt the timing so the safety has a chance to get over the top mm-hmm. to break up the play. Well, he doesn't do it, but early in the game he did. So clearly you can do it. You just have to do it consistently. 
John, go get yourself settled in. We'll look forward to your recap of this one, Commanders and the Bears. And, hey, I, my question, I just want to know, what's on the grill? What's what's in the smoker this weekend? Yet. Oh, for me this weekend, I don't know yet. I'm leaving that up to my wife. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've done ribs lately. And, mm. you know, you know, but you know, I got maybe, maybe some... You know, maybe spatchcock the chicken a little wow. bit, and do something like that. Sounding so, good. I was going to well, ask. Yeah, no, it's good. Stuff. I was going to ask what's the media spread up there tonight. Well, that one I don't know yet. I haven't had a chance to check oh, it out. So, okay. Priority. Well, you had to talk to us first. You talk, t- about, you talk. You talk about the changes. It's gotten a little bit better. Nice. Oh, really? Oh, so, you know, he should take a picture of the spread and put it on X. To show well, I don't know if it's that. I don't know that it's that good yet. <laughs> let's let's wait till it really steps its game up. Definitely gotten better. They well, have they have definitely good. more aware of. They're nice. more aware that people are human. That's nice. good to hear. Well, go nice. and, go enjoy it, whatever it is, and enjoy right. the game. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thank you. John Kime from ESPN, ESPN.com, and, of course, our uh, John Kime reporter on 106.1 ESPN. All right, you're going to make a little bit of a quick exit. You're going to leave as the uh, commercial comes on here. You're heading to high school football tonight. What you got? Yes, I have a change in my schedule. The chopper is not going to BSH because they actually play tomorrow, <laughs> not today. We're going to go clear east to West Point. Hopefully oh the goodness. chopper can make it out I there. Hope so better put some extra <laughs> fuel in that. That's thing. what we're gonna do. We're gonna take that chopper, put some fuel in it, and head out to West Point tonight. I wonder why you were buzzing over yeah, there. Yeah, Lane and Cole doing the interview. I was I like, know. I can't, I can't answer the phone. Wow, but that's All where right. I'm headed to. Well, safe travels on that chopper. Yes, thank, thank you, Sean. All right, we'll wrap it up right after the break. One zero six one ESPN.